Hi, this is Andy Goodman here with another special episode that Grizzly Peaks is delighted to bring to your ears to inject straight into your oral cavities. This is the final, probably the final, sessions that we will run for League of Eternal Guardians, the game designed by my good friend Barney Dicker of Loco Ludus. This was a two-shot, really, that we ran several months back and have finally got around to editing. And there'll be some returning favourites, plus some new characters and new players. We were delighted to welcome Dave Sermon, who is an artist and collaborator with Barney on his Vantage system, which he has created for Alluvial Plains, a paleo, paleological, paleo diet. It's something to do with paleontology. We also are delighted to have Scott Dorwood joining us. Uh, he's become a bit of a regular on the show, as those of you that are regular listeners will know. Um, but uh, I think this is the first time he played League of Eternal Guardians with us. And, well, you'll just have to listen, because... He goes all in. His character is is quite something. And um, yeah, so without further ado, I'm delighted to present to you One Night in Paris. Shall we start with Vernon Bland? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Um, I'm going to have to update this, since he's actually had an adventure already. So, Vernon Bland is your archetypal bureaucrat. Very low-ranking bureaucrat. He's more of an administrator than a bureaucrat. One thing which I don't think ever came out is that he has a power item, which is an uh, eldritch object called the Key of Is. Yes. But he thinks it's the keys to the filing cabinet. He has undertaken a um, totally incompetent program of, of uh, streamlining the reporting structure within the League of, of Eternal Guardians, but has so far only managed to introduce several layers of extra paperwork and bureaucracy, much to the annoyance of, of everyone within the organisation. His naive unknowingness is his strength, I think. He has an uncanny ability to survive most situations, <laughs> mainly by hiding and being officious. Those are his two most uh, <laughs> important qualities. Hiding and being officious. So that's, that's Vernon Bland. Bl- motto is bland by name, bland by nature. Super. Dave, would you give us yours? Sure. Okay. My name is Horace Dunning. I'm a Victorian amateur fossil hunter from Somerset. <laughs> Born and bred in Lyme Regis. Uh have a deep passion for fossil hunting but was a bit late to the craze so every, most things have been found by now but he uh, was doggedly persistent in searching for fossils and one day in some remote part of the uh, southern coastline he was bashing away with his uh, geologist's hammer and broke through to some kind of cavity and uh, some kind of ethereal being was living an eternity in the cliff and he had this confrontation with it and uh, over time he came to understand that this was a tremendous evil and committed himself to fighting that evil with his uh, trusty geologist's hammer and his uh, token fossil that he had found there. And um, as Barney said, he's got the vibe of Jeremy Irons in French Lieutenant's Woman, kind of like sort of fatigued kind of provincial gentleman. Uh, yeah. Super. He'd fit right in with the... Uh... With the old farts <laughs> in the white north. He would absolutely perfectly fit in. I may have to rename him because I didn't notice that Andy was playing a character called Vernon. Uh, but yes, yeah, I, my character is uh, the singer of a punk band from the from 1978, um, whose stage name is Vermin Pope Fondler. Vermin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Basically, you know, he got involved with all of this because, you know, he and his band, who were known as a forgotten punk band, were one night before a gig bought what they thought was going to be, you know, a, a cheap bag of speed that turned out to be the essential salts gathered from an ancient Hyperborean mage <laughs> who ended up possessing uh, every one of the band. Only Vermin was able to fight off his influence and ended up having to kill the rest of his bandmates with a Fender guitar. Uh, he's, he's going to miss that guitar. <laughs> excellent. 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 One thing, question, because I realise it has changed a bit. There's no luck anymore, is there? So how many points do you distribute between hits and balance? OK, so this is so the latest thing, everyone, please. I'd like a total of 13 between hits and balance. Most of you have done 15. Please, can you just knock two off? OK. It's too kind. Yeah. To have 15. Definitely. I noticed I I haven't got any armor here. Is that um, anybody else got armor? So you get three points to spend between weapons and armor. Oh, uh, right. Okay. okay. I haven't done that. I, I missed that bit. Yeah. So an, an ordinary weapon is one point, a heavy weapon is two points, and you can just put the armor value in the armor box and you can choose any weapon you like in those what's the definition of a heavy weapon something big <laughs> ah yes yes glaive <laughs> so if i have a pistol with a silencer that's a, a one that would cost you one scott what was your question I was going to go for um, a melee weapon that was uh, basically the the, th the femur of Sid Vicious. Yes. <laughs> Are you happy with that being a two-point weapon, even though it's not actually that big? Because because uh, that it's would... Sid. Well, well, if you want to spend two points on it, but that, to my mind, is a one-point weapon. <laughs> you could have both of his. It's clearly a two-point weapon. <laughs> Why don't you have both of his femurs? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Sold. Stick a few yeah, nails right. in the end, you know. <laughs> now, Vernon's weapon is a briefcase. I assume yeah. that's a one-point weapon. That would be a one-point weapon, but you could use it as a projectile, same as Sid Vicious's uh, femur. Uh, no, I think I, th I think a one is fine. I, I think a one is fine. Yeah, no, 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 but you can choose if you're going to throw the briefcase or use it in your hand. I mean, some weapons are like that, aren't they? Okay. Spencer, please, can we have you? Okay, well, I am Vince Sterling, another V. Plucked from 1986. I'm a young, cocksure estate agent. I sort of came way of the, the league uh, because um, I found a property on our books that was particularly difficult to sell and discovered that anybody that went to view it never wanted to go back in the place. And um, after a little research, I discovered uh, a dark secret in the basement, which less said about the better. But um, I, I, I did a bit of um, esoteric research and discovered I was able to impede this malevolent force long enough to be able to get somebody to buy the property. But then those occupants disappeared. So I was able to sell the house again. Uh, which I did a, a couple of times before I was contacted by the League who suggested I might put my skills to uh, better service. So uh, that's that's why I'm here. Thank you. And uh, Archie? Okay, my, uh, my character is uh, Virgilio Gonzalez, uh, but you can call me Leo. Uh, I'm a gatekeeper with a uh, dual membership in the American CIA, as well as the League of Eternal Guardians. Uh, I was a locksmith by trade, and uh, I escaped uh, League headquarters after being caught up in the Watergate scandal. Thank you. All of your adventure seats are amazing. Um, so I don't know if we can kind of carve through them in one session, so let's see what happens. But, you know, I'm thinking maybe in two weeks we can come back to it and carry on. Does anyone have any more questions about the system majorly before we start? I just want to flag up that I've not played this before. I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing, so be patient with me. It's fine. Me you only know me slightly less than the rest of us. <laughs> so it, it's roll under. It's all D6. You've got advantage and disadvantage and... If you want to use any of your powers, those are the automatic powers. And balance is this, this usable substance. 
for powers and magic and so on. Ones are crits, critical successes, and sixes are critical failures. We are doing uh, Eldritch Organ headbanger mode. We are absolutely, absolutely not preempting any of this stuff. I've just rolled up where we are and what's going on. So this is good fun. So you're all at the warp gate at in the league's headquarters, and you're all packing up getting yourselves geared up ready ready to go through the warp and get to the latest eldritch hotspot of course you all have your archibald flashbags with you these are little portals that you can access things from headquarters but it'll cost you a balance point if you want to get something so you've all you're all packing up with your getting the right archibald flashbags because you are heading to 1007 paris so, like early medieval Paris, uh, yeah, yeah. So you've got to have you, you. You can all you know describe them as and when, but you know these are some of the most antique versions of the Archibald flashbags that you're taking with you. And do try and blend in. You know your your superiors. Do we have some kind of tra- universal translator devices? I mean, will we will we be able to understand what people are saying? Yeah, medieval French. The reason that you've all been chosen is because you've been because you've got all the time in the world as eternal guardians. You're all trained up in uh, ah okay in medieval French Norman tongue. Exactly. I think you'll find the only language you really need to make yourself understood is violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know kung fu. <laughs> You're stepping up into the warp portal with your. Uh, Guy's going to say tunics. It's not your tunics, your capes, your capes on and so on. I was just thinking, if my armour is two, what could I be wearing that would be blending in? Scale mail? I don't know. <laughs> Studded leather. That very historically accurate. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> He's, you're going for the studded leather belt and the and the zip-up boots, are you? Uh, Absolutely, like yep. Yeah. I'm still wearing my uh, bulletproof vest underneath my tunic. <laughs> Bondage trousers as well. As far as I'm concerned, I don't have to blend in with the locals. They have to blend in with me. <laughs> <laughs> they might think you're from some extreme sect, you know. One request, Barney. <laughs> well, you don't have to give this to me, but I was a rather pathetic character last time. I didn't have any occult power Oh, points. yes. Am I allowed to have some? <laughs> or am I... Or am I earned still... one. You've earned one, uh, Vernon. Okay. Have you? Because yeah, I did roll it. I did roll it. What have you got? So what have put... you got? I've got invisibility, which is perfect for him. There you go. Wonderful. So you should all have one occult power. Yeah. I... Uh, yes. I don't know what it does. I rolled no. it up. But... <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> what That's is your score? Of it. <laughs> My, mine is space shift. Space shift. That means you can move space. You can contort space. Nice. Okay. I've got esoteric alarm. Does that mean I just panic more than everyone else? (laughs) That's open to interpretation. I would say you could use that to attract attention or perhaps even push things away. It could be a silent signal, perhaps. I don't know. Mm, Maybe I flash or something. You could. It's, it's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to not, you. Not like that. Got a blue, a blue. It's it's all right. It's France. They don't have laws against that kind of thing. Just get a round of applause. Yeah, so relieving themselves in the streets of Paris. Syphilis is a is a huge problem. Well, that's that's an alarm. Yeah. Could everybody advise what their their guardian role is? Thank you. I know Vernon's a gatekeeper, but uh, and so am I. But I don't know about the other three. Protector. Yes, I am also a protector. I'm a subjugator. Of course. I think that makes sense. <laughs> subjugator. <laughs> Great. So you're all hurtling through the void, and all of a sudden, you find yourselves under a bridge, you know, on the Seine in Paris 1007. Of course, it's, it's much, much smaller than the Paris we would know now. Mm. So the buildings are much more spaced off. This bridge is wooden bridge. And you can all hear... Smaller and and much smellier. 
I would hazard. Yes, don't go swimming. Well, I mean, no, well, still not, maybe. I don't know, but yes, smellier. So for some reason, you do get the scent of pine trees, which is slightly, slightly odd, but you can hear some voices. Uh, you can hear some agitated voices coming from the other side of the wooden bridge. You know, you're next to the bridge, there's a bank kind of going up, so you can't see too much around. You can maybe see Paris uh, further over on, you know, on, uh, further down both sides of the river a little bit. But then on the other side of the bridge, you can hear these, these agitated voices. So have we been given any kind of briefing or are we just jumping in here to see what's wrong? Well, 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 well. You've been told that you have to stop an extreme flagellation threat. Okay. An eldritch flagellation threat. This is the... Eldritch flagellation, dear. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, only in sounds, Paris. Sounds like a good Saturday night out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. I just want to take a moment Threatening to, us with a good to time. appreciate that this is as close to sane as we're going to be. Oh, no. I need... oh. It's, it's only a matter of time before someone ends up insane. I thought yeah. I'd get it out of the way. I know. I suppose we'd better see what's on the other side of that fucking bridge. I think so. I think... Language! Uh, oh, of course, you're testing out your... French. French. Yeah, 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 French. French. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I prefer it, sir, if you, if you did not swear in my presence as much as you do. I find your manner of address rather rather distressing. That's French for go fuck yourself again. Is it Vatafé? Vasi, Vasi. <laughs> Very well, uh, Virgilio will creep uh, to the bridge and uh, try to conceal himself uh, to see who's coming. So you can see, and you know, your bickering, your bickering has aroused the attentions of the of the people. But what you, what you spy, Leo, as being the first person to peek over is the three guards and one civilian who are standing around uh, a corpse which seems to be caught up in the remains of a, of a tree, a pine tree, which has been washed up. And this is on the bridge? This is just next to the foot of the bridge, you know, down, you're, you're under the bridge, and this is on the other side of the bank. So do you think, then, that the dead geezer flagellated the tree or the tree flagellated the dead geezer? <laughs> All I know is that pine trees are, are not very common in um, Paris. I would hazard a guess that this has floated downstream some way. Right. May, of course, be completely I... wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a first time for everything, right? Very well. Uh, Virgilio will uh, go up to the uh, guard and uh, strike up a uh, conversation. He will say, uh, so, uh, excuse me, uh, in my uh, Cuban uh, medieval <laughs> French accent. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, who is this man? This is tact, isn't it? Give us a tact roll. Okay, my tact is a five, so... Yeah, I rolled a three. Lovely. So the uh, they just almost just carry on talking to you as if you, you've always been there. And and they're saying, yeah, no, we... we, we what I, I mean, you don't want to be too sure, do you, Jacques? And one of the guards is saying, it's the English princella. English bastards. And he's saying, it's definitely Bartholomew Grimswood. You know, the guy who sells the, uh, you know, the dodgy prints. And, oh, this uh, man is a criminal. And the, the civilian is kind of smiling like he knows, you know, he's, he's from the, the, you know, the outskirts of town and doesn't probably go in for the more, you know, the more cosmopolitan town centre kind of stuff. So he's just kind of nodding as if he knows. And Could he be described as a peasant, this uh, civilian? He could be. He could be. He could be. Yeah, but a suburban one. The worst. <laughs> I'm not I would say suburbs that probably didn't exist back then but yeah we'll go with that we'll definitely go with that outskirts on the edge of town as I get closer to the body uh, can I see any wounds uh, is this man uh, killed by tree or is there some other a sword wound perhaps okay give us a perception check then come on Leo ah let's see I rolled a four and uh, no my perception is a three you can't help but notice that he is actually tied to the tree. Oh, okay. Hmm. He is a bit kind of... He's naturally a bit beaten up, a bit swollen. My friends, he is a witch. Could be. They are testing him. The guard says, the guard says, but uh, don't they sink? 
Uh, don't, aren't, aren't the ones that sink the good ones? Not if there's a fucking tree tied to them. Yes. <laughs> it may have played a role. <laughs> I'm not an expert. No, that would make them float, surely, Mr Vermin. That would make them well, float. That's what I was saying, yeah. Yes. Ah, sorry. I, I, I misunderstood. Perhaps this was some kind of innovative attempt to escape a burning by throwing himself <laughs> into the river. Well, hang on. We've come here to find out about some flagellation, right? And he's tied to a tree. You... Has he been beaten at all? Has he been beaten? Or, or are we just looking at the wrong fucking corpse here? Is everybody there or is it just my character? I think we would have sidled up. That's good. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of uh, yes, I think so. shuffling in behind. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Vermin, give us a perception roll, but roll with advantage. So you can roll two and keep the lowest. OK. Uh, have we got a dice rolling channel here? No. I'm rolling oh, at home, okay. Scott. You're welcome to do that. OK. It's old school. Yeah, Barney refuses to use um, such things. He fears okay. them. No, I've rolled two fives, so... And what's your perception? Uh, two. Two, OK. So I think in this situation, basically, the guards are saying, whoa, 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 just leave it, you know, wait till the superiors get it. We're not, you know, don't touch the body, don't touch the body. Hmm. And they're, they're kind of holding you back, so they, they don't want you to get too much of a close-up look at the body. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> Has somebody called for a priest to determine if this man is a witch? The guards nod and the peasant, you know, laughs again at this comment. Is there a priest coming? Would, Who um, is this peasant? Occult knowledge suggest there might be some kind of indication of what process this body may have undergone. They're stopping you from inspecting. But, but Vermin wants to, isn't having it, so... Yeah, I, well, I, I want to create a distraction so someone competent can do that, so I'm going to pick a fight with the guards. The one who just told me to back off, I'm just going yeah. to jab a finger in his chest and hurl every term of abuse I can think of from 11th century French in his face. Tabernak! <laughs> <laughs> this is melee, right? You're going to go for melee. I, well, I was just trying to piss him off rather than beat him up. OK. Well, even so, let's see how successful you are. Come on. Okay, so this would still be melee, would it, of uh, truculence? Uh, melee? Okay. Melee, yeah. Uh, well, it's the same. I've got the same in both anyway, so. And this is buying time for Vince to get a good look at the uh, corpse. Yeah, I've, I've rolled a two against my melee of five. Okay, so, yeah, you. Um, if you, you don't want to hurt him, you just want to kind of provoke him a bit, do you? Yeah, I, d okay. I don't mind if he beats me up a bit. <laughs> so he maybe you push him over, you know, away from the body a little bit, and you're having this screaming yeah. match, and he's and you're kind of he's grabbing you by your your cape, your pauldrons. And... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give him a friendly headbutt. Okay, well, okay, go on, go on, roll it, roll another melee. Come on, roll another melee. <laughs> oh god, this is going to go horribly wrong. Oh no, I got a one. <laughs> Ooh, Love it. That's critical, Love it. isn't it? Yeah, that's a critical yeah. success. Mm. So you, you're going to do him. You're going to do him d6 damage. <laughs> you can kill him. <laughs> As he's doing this, I want to uh, grab the uh, civilian and try to talk to him. Okay. Uh, find out maybe where this uh, this the dead man lives. Any kind of information like that. Okay. Um, Merci mercifully, I've only done two points of damage to the guard. That's all the hits he's got. So um, he just takes it right <laughs> on the nose and just crumples onto the floor. Two dead bodies. Does that mean he's dead or just unconscious? Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, he could be. He could be unconscious. He's going to need major facial reconstruction. Are, are we going to bother to? Yeah, yeah, yeah are we yeah. going to bother to hang around and find well, out? Well, I don't think he's... so. Yeah. So the other two guards restrain vermin, and we'll come back to that in a moment. So uh, Leo wants to talk to the peasant. The peasant just kind of basically laughs and shrugs, and he says. I haven't been into town since I got married to my wife 40 years ago. And he says, I don't know who this guy is with his dodgy pictures. Oh, forgive me. I thought you had identified him. Can I try some kind of uh, skill to see if he's lying? Yeah, you could. Why don't you... Perception? It's perception. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I rolled a six. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> you're just getting more, more and more confused in your own thoughts about if he's, if he's just putting it on or not. I'm going to try and intervene, or at least uh, converse with the guards who have detained Vermin. Yeah. Um, but you can, Vince can do his thing first. Well, I, I tell you what, let's do that, and then we'll come to the, then we'll come to the body. We'll, you know, we'll do the, we'll, we'll finish this for a moment. Okay, Vernon, what's your angle? My, my angle is, um, I go up to them and I say, my good sirs, uh, my friend here has, um, he's a little bit disturbed, you see. I'm, I'm very sorry. Maybe I can, um, pay for the nasal reconstruction of your friend here. Nasal reconstruction? His nose is hanging off, isn't it? Rhinoplast. Rhinoplast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, give us give us a tact then, Vernon. Ooh, I rolled a two, and I have a three in tact. Okay, so that is, that's calming the situation down. I scatter a few um, florins. A few florins around. You scatter them around, what, like, on the ground? Well, yes, well, why are they, why are they being distracted, <laughs> yeah. is it? Well, okay, okay, Vernon, how about this then? How about you accidentally kind of drop a wallet a on spill. the floor or something? Yes. Yeah, you spill your wallet yeah. accidentally. Okay, let's pick that up in a moment. Vince, <laughs> I'm going to give you advantage on your inspection, if that's what you're doing. Right, okay. And yes, yes. And will this be a perception check? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Occult knowledge, or depending on what I'm looking for. Right, I have rolled two fives. Which is, yeah, that's no good. I don't notice anything of interest. We're going to spend the whole game trying to figure out what happens to this body. Everyone's going to fail. I, I'm, I'm going to have to kill all these fucking guards so you, take a, so you can get a look at this, aren't I? I think then the sound of Vernon's purse... Uh, you are an estate agent, yeah. of course, so the sound of Vernon's purse and the coins scattering on the ground, you just can't help but turn your head. Horace... What do you want to do? <laughs> While the kerfuffle's kind of going on, I was thinking about taking my little pick hammer and just having a little tap on the wood to see if the tree is a natural tree or some kind of uh, strange tree. Just chip away at it a little bit. Not disturbing the body much, but just looking into the nature of the tree. Okay. Okay. Giving a little, little tap. A little tap. What do you want to call this? Handiwork? Or is this perception again? I'll give you advantage on this as well with your little hammer. I don't or... think it's particularly skilled, so maybe it's more of a perception thing. Okay. Like what I'm looking for. Okay, okay. go on then. With, with advantage. I roll, I've got a five for, for perception and I rolled a four. So you've picked up some vibrations from the... Or, or, or it's, yeah, okay, what can we... As I yank off a bit, I shoot a look uh, to Vince and I'm like... It's a knowing look of something's going on with this uh, tree here. It's mm -hmm, not a piece mm -hmm. of conventional pine. Yeah, okay, how about the coloration? Was it formica or something? <laughs> I think Vince was wondering if it's made of formica. <laughs> um, it, it also smells like that pine scent you get in the, in the car thing. <laughs> it actually smells like okay. real pine. <laughs> mm, oh, well, I know that smell all too well. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, you know then that this tree is the form and the coloration of it. You know that pine trees do not get to this state until about nearly a thousand years' time. So this is a tree from the future, hmm. or this is a that very is, old that's tree. That's what you. It's a it's a tree from the from the future in the current present that you are occupying. Yeah. Tree from the future. We have immense knowledge about the um, evolution of trees somehow. In a mere thousand years, we can detect <laughs> the difference in the, the nature of a pine So tree. I look to everyone and I've got... Horace never sleeps. He has permanent insomnia. Uh, there's never any reason. He has huge bags under his eyes. And he just looks at everyone and says, this tree is from the future. The two guards just completely drop vermin, looking at, stop looking at, for the money and they just look at you, and the peasant just looks at you, and everyone's just looking at you. Great Scott! <laughs> it's all right. He says stuff like this all the time. <laughs> um, Vermin, what do you want to do? I was going to get my thigh bones out and while the guards were looking away, I was going to bash both of them over the back of the head. <laughs> OK, go for it, yeah. <laughs> 
I'll give you advantage on them as well. So, you, and I think you're going to roll four, aren't you? Two and two. Uh, so what? It's two dice on one and two dice on yeah. the other. Is that yeah. right? Okay. So on the first one, my lowest roll is a four, which is still a success. And on the other one, I roll two ones. Wow. Okay. So can you roll a d6 for the one damage? A one. So they both they both collapse and just just flop onto the floor. They're they're not quite as beaten up as the other guy. They are still kind of groaning a little bit. Mr. Vermin, I have done my utmost to free you from the bonds of uh, of these guards, and then you go go ahead and just bash them over the head. Is this the act of a rational man? Think of it as insurance. He is a punk. I've, I've dealt with these in the past. So I suppose this peasant may have all these uh, florins. Oh, I don't think so. I think I will pick them up and put them back in my purse. To the peasant, I say. Uh, how, how did you uh, did you discover this body? He kind of, suddenly the smile drops off his face. Yeah, Barney. Oh. Hi. Can you hear me? As I uh, hand him the florins from the ground. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, the the smile kind of drops off his face, and he just and he nods. Okay, I, and um, was he here when you found him, or was he floating in the water? Did you retrieve him like this? He says, he says, I haven't touched it. I'm not touching that. Does he look like he's sane, this peasant? Maybe. Do we have a control <laughs> to compare him to? <laughs> well, we have vermin. We have vermin. <laughs> Is there anything about the, the fellow tied to the tree to suggest... He might also be from the future. Oh, good question. Well, I mean, you've been failing your perception rolls right, left, and the centre. Yeah, but, I mean, if he's wearing Ray-Bans or something. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's let's say that, actually, now you've taken out the guards, let's say that he does seem to be rather strangely dressed. Yeah. Would it help you lot examine him anymore if, I don't know, we got him off the fucking tree and put him on the ground where you can get a proper look at him? At last, a reasonable suggestion. I pay the peasant the florins from the ground to uh, perform this task. Oh, no, no, it's okay, I'll do it. I don't Sir, mind. that's from my own personal collection of antique coins. And here you are scattering about on the ground. You can collect a lot more antique coins when we're done with what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, you could start by going through the purses of those three guards <laughs> over there. <laughs> the peasant kind of looks around and realises the situation where there are these three flawed guards. There's the dead body and there's you guys. And he looks down at the money and then he just runs. He just scarpers <laughs> up over the bank and you see him run off towards, you know, flatter, flatter field. And you see, you can, you notice a, a church off in the distance, so, you know, not you know, not too far away. Do we want to let the uh, the only person who saw us assault these guards uh, run away? It might be problematic. I think. <laughs> <laughs> can we use our guardian powers on regular peasants? Yeah. I could warp space so he ends up running back here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have a proximity portal. Could I use my proximity portal? Uh, to basically just, you know, have him run through it and back to where we are. Just put it, like, right in front of him where he's running, and he just the, so winds the thing up right with, back. The thing with portals is, for someone or something to go through a portal, it has to be carrying the same symbol that the portal is constructed out of. Even a proximity portal? Because Even a proximity, a proximity portal. portal. Okay. I think maybe bending space might be the... We could dump him into the river. <laughs> I was more hoping we could have this man work for us since he's a peasant. Yeah. And he could okay, show us so, probably. So, so, so how do these power things work? If I wanted to shift space and, and send him running back here, how yep. would I do that? Okay, so you spend, you spend one of the occult power points for that. Okay. And you roll yep. to see your magic to see if it costs you balance. Yeah, I rolled a three, so yes. An even more disturbed vermin. Uh, so my balance goes down from four to three. Yep, <laughs> fabulous. But it works. Somehow, you know, reality just bends under your incantation. And the <laughs> the peasant looks the most shocked <laughs> that you imagine. You know, his face is contorted into a new face of shock. He can't understand how it is that he was running in that direction and is suddenly back 
facing you all, panting like crazy. So, you want a job? <laughs> he just looks at you and sits down on the, the stones <laughs> bank. I'm going to take... We can make it worth your while. I'm going to take that <laughs> as a yes. He, he nods a little bit and throws some stones into the river. Well, now, now, sir, what what is your name? Say to the peasant. Uh, he says, uh, Mathieu. Bless you. Adieu. Mathieu. Sorry? Adieu? Ugh. Goodbye. And he's just, he's just shaking his head, chucking more <laughs> pebbles into the water. <laughs> OK, adieu. And no, it's just that if you are joining our, our company, you will have to fill in an, an application form. <laughs> Can we set that aside? <laughs> well, just just for now. Yeah. Well, we could. Wait, 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 wait. Your, your your coins aren't picking themselves up. We can leave Vernon and Adieu to be picking the coins up for a moment and filling out the form. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll mention to Adieu that. Uh, Has anyone yeah, got a quill? Yeah, yeah. Well, when he gives you these forms, I know I know that you haven't invented toilet paper yet, but. <laughs> We have a river. <laughs> Wet cloth on a stick. That's the height. Of He's never seen a form before in his life, and he certainly doesn't know how to read or write. So this is all quite fascinating stuff for him. Overwhelming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Barney. Uh, so I rolled up the occult power change appearance. Yeah. Can I make myself look like the dead man? Uh, yeah. All right, I will do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I kick the real dead man into the river. Okay. <laughs> Isn't he still tied to the log? No, we are tied. Yeah, I, 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 I carefully got him off the log so you could all examine him. And now he's in the river again. <laughs> yes, and now he's in the river. Well, I guess we better examine well, is them. Is that avenue of exploration um, concluded then? So am I right in thinking that before Leo transforms himself and kicks the body into the river you want to check the body is that right i think so yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> okay yeah hold on let me get that out here you go might be worth it <laughs> yeah there's no rolls needed now you've got the body in front of you he's basically wearing a suit a, should we say a linen suit oh okay Quite plain, off-white linen, so, you know, it didn't look too out of place. Spinning that river, it's well, not going to be indeed. white. Inside his uh, pocket, you find a, a, a ream of papers, and they are... They're mostly erotic etchings. <laughs> almost, almost kind of one of every flavour you could imagine. A full set of the portfolio. But in, in amongst that... It's a pamphlet as well. And what's on the pamphlet? Yeah, what's on the pamphlet? Is it about, um, you know, prophylactics or something? The French pox. Watch out for the French pox. It's quite confusing, actually. It's quite confusing. It's in English. It's political. It's got a political uh, angle to it. But it has this strange tone. It has this strange kind of theological tone to it. It's not the watchtower, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Let's let's say let's say it's the watchtower. Yeah, it's a copy of the watchtower. <laughs> um, it does have a local address on it. Local to Paris. Local to Paris. Yes. Okay. Is there a postcode? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it in ten oh six in ten seventy seven. A future document. The fact that it seems to be printed is a bit of a giveaway because Gutenberg yeah, <laughs> hasn't been born yet. <laughs> like colour printed gatefold. <laughs> Just some very ingenious suburban peasants. Yeah, some clever monk. If a bunch of uh, peasants type away for a thousand years, eventually they'll come out with the watchtower. So perhaps we should uh, find out from this uh, chap, Mr. Adieu, where this location is described here. Perhaps that's a worthy place to go. Okay, I'm trying to think of a name. So so it says, the address says something like Abbe de Cheval, uh, 17. 
and he points upstream. Oh, okay. And kind of, you know, tells you, you know, it's maybe 10 or 15 minutes walk. So he hasn't floated very far at this point. No. And uh, is Mr. Uh, Adieu, do you uh, know anything of uh, Abbey de Cheval? Is it a reputable place or is it uh, known for anything? Did uh, Mr. Bartholomew, uh, was he a notorious man aside from the erotic prince? That sentence is just kind of a bit too long, really. So he just kind of... Oh, okay. He's like, oh. (laughs) Exactly. But he kind of, you know, waves his hand left and right, you know, like so-so, kind of... (laughs) Even in 1077, the French had all the hand gestures. (laughs) Yep. Come see, come sir. (laughs) And he kind of says, um, you know, they're... Ask no questions, tell no lies. We don't go up there very much. Ah, okay. Sounds like precisely where the Eternal Guardians probably need to be. What? At the place where they make pornography? I knew I liked this job. (laughs) The pornography factory. (laughs) Now, Now that you have signed this contract... You will now be obliged to lead us to this uh, location as part of your duties, sir. So if you would care to uh, lead us up the hill. He um, rather reluctantly takes on this role, picking up a little stick from the side of the bank and kind of, you know, aimlessly kind of hitting the ground with it a little bit. And he is incredibly slow. He's just kind of sauntering along the upper bank, if you like, you know, along the the edge of the... I call out to him, Mr. Adieu, time is money. Pick the pace up a bit, sir. Are we to assume that the body's back in the river Oh, yes, my goodness, me. uh, You go through with throwing the body in the river. Uh, Leo, you wanted to turn into... um... Yes, I will will turn into the uh, the dead man and then uh, kick him into the river. Because what could go wrong? That's going to cost you... That'll cost you the occult power Mm. point and roll magic for balance. And I rolled a three, which is uh, under my So it didn't cost you. didn't cost you anything. Yes. So Adieu hasn't, um, didn't quite notice this until maybe you you walk up to him as you're strolling along the bank. (laughs) He he looks at you, looks at the river, looks at you again, and then he just runs 90 degrees again, just beelining it again for you. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mr. Leo, did you have to do that? It seemed like a good idea at the time. Bringing someone back from the dead seemed like a good idea. Can I point out that even I think this was a shit idea? (laughs) (laughs) Do you not think, Mr. Leo, that the people that might have perpetrated this act of violence on that poor man will now just try to get on you? Well, at least they will identify themselves. Oh, I guess there was a silver lining. (laughs) They're certainly going to put the wind up them. That is true. But if we are trying to be subtle in our approach, this is not exactly going to help, is it? When have we ever <laughs> fucking been subtle? I'll have you know that I have a whole list of regulations and processes that we will be adhering to from here on in. Mr Vermin. I'll push him in the river. <laughs> so this, this bickering carries on all the way up up the side of the river and up ahead you see this little abbey or you know church cloister or I don't know what you'd call it the Abbey de Cheval like a convent or yeah, abbey kind yeah of thing. small a small one I'm admiring the architecture and wondering how much it would uh, go for yeah <laughs> in the mid 80s so whack in a mezzanine <laughs> <laughs> Who fancies a bet then that by the time we walk out of this place, it's on fire? <laughs> Five for only one. <laughs> well, if if you're going into it, then probably yes. Vince, you can't help but notice that it's actually in quite a rundown state, and you're thinking of what phrases you would use to sell it as a as a project or something like that. Unique mm. fixer-upper. Um, yes, yes. Certainly. Great prospect for development. Good bones. (laughs) (laughs) 
there are a few, you know, veg plots out the front, and they're all kind of it's all overgrown. They're overgrown, untended, dead. Everything's nice, fertile, fertile mm. soil. Yes. Any big trees in the courtyard? No. Okay, so as you approach the the doorway. You, inside, you can see some fruit trees inside, but they're quite small. There's no, there are no pine trees. Is there a hole in the ground where someone might have ripped up a tree recently? <laughs> no, there's nothing there. As you're looking around, as you're looking around, you hear you hear a voice from a mezzanine, shouting down, saying, "Who goes there? Who goes there?" I go limp and I fall down on the ground. <laughs> Oh, you! Have you killed this man recently? He says, "A very strange question, sir. A very strange." Question. I don't see the need to, uh, before we even know each other, to get into some kind of philosophical discussion about all of this. Did we not, with our own eyes, see this man fall on the floor by his own free will? <laughs> yeah, but we're not kind of necessarily saying that he's dead but he is <laughs> except he's not now can I point out to everyone that I've got the thigh of Anubis <laughs> which allows somebody who wishes to appear dead to actually ah. appear dead so, so you want to have slipped that to Leo do you? yes well now I've figured out what his plan is I'm ah. going to bend down to you know look at the body and okay. uh, make the exchange this seems like there's a sort of method to this madness now, suddenly. I'm, I'm, I'm and so purely, this, purely winging it. This monk from the cloister, you know, comes down these steps and in a kind of provincial way, you can see that he's got some, you know, there's some finery, there's some class to his behaviour. But again, it's very provincial kind of style. Is he sort of a Franciscan kind of rustic monk in a brown cowl kind of thing? Or is he more, like, high-end? You know, decadent? Yeah, yeah. bejeweled goblet. <laughs> in hand. He obviously likes the finer things in life, you you think? Yeah, he's got a little bit of gold in his clothes. He's a bit flash. He's a little okay. a little bit flash. He's not, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not wearing sackcloth or anything like that. Okay. And so he says, how, could, how and, uh, could a man walk into our quadrant and then simply be dead already? With his last breath, sir, he, di he directed us to this location. But when man has but one death on this mortal plane, how can it be that you can ask me that I have previously killed this man when he has breathed his last here right now in front of all of our eyes? because the whole death thing clearly didn't take. Ah, the deception of death. Now, on this topic, I do think that you should come inside and we should discuss this further over a meal. And he puts his arm round Vermin. How do you feel about that, Vermin? He puts his arm round and gives you a nice shoulder hug. Watch the safety pins. Oh, look round at the others with the time-honoured look of, does anyone mind if I nut this geezer? <laughs> just hold it, hold it together, Vermin. I'm just, just, um, just for uh, squeezing out all the river water from my trousers and jacket, and I shout out, Vermin, no! This is one, this is a step too far even for you! Oh, fuck it. And, yeah, I'll just grip my teeth and, and walk in. Well, at least he said he's going exactly. to feed us. And you, you notice that walking around are several other monks in the passageways. I'd like to keep my eyes on the shadow, my sort of bloodshot eyes, just sort of scanning around, just to see if there's anybody lurking, any other dodgy monks lurking. Give us in... a perception. Okay. Two. So you got it. So that's a pass. I pass, yeah. Okay. You notice that in, if you like, the northwest corner of the monastery. It's a monastery, isn't it? The small monastery. You notice that the wall has been scraped. There's some kind of scrape along the wall. Yeah. You said this. the building was quite run down. Is it possible to age the building? Can I tell... How old? 
with your estate agent skills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've seen some old properties. Survey while you wait. Yeah. (laughs) I would say it's probably a couple of hundred years old. Right, okay. And uh, not that this has anything to do with architecture, but, you know, you've got a few chickens clucking around and there's little these fruit trees growing and a, a, maybe a... Can we see nice, any nice, any nice, Christian nice symbolism intact and present in the environment? Well, how about on this moment, uh, some little bell from uh, the chapel, wherever that is, not immediately visible. You hear the bell... The bell ringing for... Like a kind of bell, like boom, kind of... Yeah, church yeah, bell. A, a, the call, a call, the afternoon call to prayer. Or a tea bell, like... Something kind of smaller. <laughs> yeah. Come get your cakes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they've... they've and the, they've, yeah. the month brewed something. <laughs> nice. Oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Permanently wasted monks in a room. <laughs> Vermin, you probably notice that I'm writing things down in my little book and looking at you. I'm used to this. It says, yes, I am taking very careful notes, Vermin. This will all go into your end of mission assessment. OK. I'll give you some help with the spelling, shall I? So uh, I'll come back and take a look over your shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm writing, um, penchant for extreme violence. Yeah, yeah, fine. Have at it. <laughs> yeah. Inability to follow simple instructions. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... OK, yeah, not going to argue with that. We've just lost oh. the GM. Oh, I'm sure we can carry on without him. <laughs> Sky's the limit now, boys. <laughs> right, let's blow it up. He's got dynamite. <laughs> Is his wife doing the hoovering again? She's unplugged the... Uh... I do have an exploding cigar on my character sheet. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> You've been saving that one for Fidel. That's right. <laughs> That's my CIA, part of my CIA kit. <laughs> Just make oh, sure my... you remember remember which one it is. That's the key. Oh, remember right. which one's the exploding one. <laughs> my favourite CIA is... plan that they were going to do, the nutty ones, but I think the nuttiest one of all, was when they were going to hire an actor to play Jesus and stage the second coming in the harbour in Havana with Jesus arriving in the harbour on an American aircraft carrier to try to drive the people to rise up against Castro. Virgilio was actively part of that uh, planning committee. <laughs> you just hear the bell ringing. We were discussing blowing up blowing up the Abbey with dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> We were discussing what the bell might be indicating. Perhaps uh, maybe the latest batch that they've brewed of uh, whatever mead, it is probably, that they or something. Might, <laughs> might do in their spare time. Yeah, but mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, Vermin's at home here. <laughs> oh God, yes. White lightning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but- what I'm really hoping for is that the the, the bread is just lousy with ergot. <laughs> 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 as long as you don't mind picking out a few maggots, you're probably fine. So, would he be brother, or would he be more senior than that, Your Grace? I suppose maybe in those days, being a cardinal wasn't Ooh. such a, <laughs> a big thing. I think it was. <laughs> just, it's, it's to be a cardinal, yeah, yeah. No, I just mean I wonder if our perception of of being a, what being a cardinal is like now was different. It's probably probably a bishop, isn't he? You know, he's like a. Yeah. Yeah, most, yeah. most people in that position yeah. would have been royalty yeah, this... or, you know, some kind of nobility. Hmm. Lord hmm. Cardinal. <laughs> Bishop sounds good. The strange yeah. thing yeah. is, is that you realise that he's Irish and his, na- his, name, is, his name is Brendan. Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> nice fine whiskey might be in for Bishop Brendan. Oh, isn't that perfectly fucking alliterative? He speaks like Brad Pitt and Snatch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, Barney, that you're not doing medieval French accents. Yeah, old medieval Irishman yeah. living in France, <laughs> speaking medieval French with an Irish accent. <laughs> I suppose it's yeah, yes, it was Latin so far or something like that. So this is definitely a Catholic uh, institution, then. Uh, well, there aren't any Protestants yet, so <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Got to get our yeah. ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, I just did a bit of research out of curiosity. The city is less than two square kilometres at this point in history. Amazing. So it's pretty <laughs> tiny. Everyone, <laughs> You can walk across it in, in ten minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every, oh, we've, uh, Barney's... Yes, this isn't yes. too far out from when the Vikings sacked Paris. What was that, 1880? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it would be. Bishop Brendan, who's taken a liking to vermin... Likes the energy he's got. He's got a lot of good energy. And he leads you. I like the cut of your jib. Why would a Catholic bishop not like a man called Pope Fondler? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll t- probably basically keep that who? to yourself. Like, I'm not going to bring that up in conversation. <laughs> well, look, there might be some good whiskey in this for you, so... No, so uh, he, he leads <laughs> you... He leads you all up into... Uh, back up the steps where he came into his quarters and uh, of course Leo is still lying dead on the floor uh, Bishop Brendan just as you as you enter the quarters his quarters he gestures back with his head and you know maybe one of you just catches a glimpse that some of the other monks come out and drag Leo's body away oh yeah I, I wouldn't bother with with wasting consecrated ground on him if I were you we didn't uh, think this one through, we, did we? <laughs> I, I don't think we even started thinking about this one. <laughs> I just want to see how this plays out. I haven't thought about it either, so... Um... So, I just wonder... Now, of course, this man must lie in rest for at least 24 hours, gentlemen, as a sign of respect. Oh, I don't know. He'd been dead for a while. I think he's probably already laying around for long enough. I, I personally, I'll get on with the burial. Oh, well... <laughs> As an Irish bishop, I would imagine you'd, you'd be well aware that he has to at least be uh, a week or so before he gets... Uh, I have know, gone a bit down, bit up, bit round the bend. Before we... He says, so, we don't rush things here. We've, we have, uh, if you like, the luxury of time. Indeed. So do we. So do we. But in a slightly different way. <laughs> do you have do you ever have cause to drive stakes through corpses? Stakes through corpses, stakes through corpses. No, 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 certainly not. No. All oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Just checking. I think you might have to go a bit further east for that. These monks uh, dragged me uh, back down to the river. Then I'm going to uh, bring up and uh, attempt to uh, take them out. And then uh... they're dragging you to the north, the northeast corner of the monastery. Okay, then I, I remain... Uh, I remain. If, they, if I'm staying inside the monastery, then I remain uh, dead for now. Yeah, so Bishop Brendan opens a couple of bottles of wine and invites you to sit down at his table and uh, another monk brings some, some food out, cold meats and, uh, well, quite a lot of meat, I think. Some cold fish and some cold meat. Mm-hmm. Maybe some some of the apples that grow in the. So, Bishop, what brings you out to Paris? He says, "Oh, I've uh, I've been here for a very very long time. In fact, I I almost I almost forget where it is that I came from. I forget my homeland. But this is that is the way." When you say a very long time, says Vermin, finishing off one of the bottles of wine, nicking it straight from the uh, the bottle. When you say a very long time, are we talking years, decades, centuries? Are you a normal monk or are you some kind of undead monstrosity? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't look that old, Vermin. He says, ah... You ask these, you ask these philosophical questions, always getting to the heart of the question. No, 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 they, this isn't any wanky philosophy. I want to know whether I'm going to have to cut your fucking head off. Has anyone got any more wine? <laughs> He's already opening up another one and serving you, serving you some more wine. Uh, such a... Quite so. This is a, these are refreshing things, because if people were to conduct themselves in a, in a linear fashion through time... There would be no variation. There would be no change. But I see here, we have here yeah. the, the, a source of something new, Mr. Vermin. He's definitely a wrong and I'm going to smack him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to tell you to answer your question, Vermin. He says, I, uh, I started travelling more widely as a teenager. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I mean, with all this talk of travelling linearly and non-linearly through time, yeah, I'm definitely taking okay. out my two thigh bones, and I'm going to stay this <laughs> So here we go. For once, I tend to agree with you, Mr. Vermin. So we've got uh, this wonderful, these two-handed uh, femurs uh, weapons. This would just be a normal attack, so so two d6s, one for each. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a five and a one. They're both successes and one's a one. Goodness gracious me, okay. You smack him round the head. Can you roll a d6, Vermin? That's a six. Okay, so his head is crumpled slightly and he drops down on his knees, but he's still somehow awake and... Vermin, vermin. Before anyone objects to this, can I just point out that I've caved his fucking skull in and he's still speaking. Does anyone want to help me with the caving? I realise this, but weren't we sent here to prevent some flagellation? And yet all we've done is stove heads in since we arrived. I believe the stoving is a precursor to the solving of the mystery. He says, oh... God, I don't know what's more painful, you. This bickering that you have between each other. Or or those bloody leg bones. I'm going to opt for the leg bones, I'll say, and I'll get ready to smack him again. Before you manage to do that, he grabs hold of your ankle and you can feel your ankle kind of freezing. So, Vermin, please, can you roll endurance for me? Yep, that's a two out of five, so yep. Now, if, if I can make an observation now, I think Vermin does have a very interesting strategy. It's if you hit enough people, you will eventually <laughs> hit the right one. That is definitely the strategy, isn't it? <laughs> In terms of the room, the door, the other monks and so on, are we bashing this bishop in privacy? <laughs> uh, again with a flagellation. So there's a door to the quadrant and there is a door inside within the building. And monks have been coming and going, uh, bringing you food and so forth, checking the candles and so on. But right at this moment, there's nobody else in the room. Okay. I'm gonna just going to rush over to the door and close the door. Okay, I mean, both the doors are closed. I'm going to drag an, a rustic French piece of furniture and block the okay. doors. Does anyone want to help Horace? If he's dealing with one door, does anyone want to block the other door? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I will help. Health and safety. I will block the other one. Okay. So, uh, Vernon, are you doing anything else in particular here? I'm just um, making sure that uh, everything is shipshape. Okay. Vermin, what did you want to do? Carry on bashing the fuck out of him. (laughs) Go for it then. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I will yelp in a most undignified manner as he grabs hold of my ankle with his, his uh, cold hand, and then, yeah, lay down a heavy rhythm on his head with, with the thigh bones. <laughs> uh, give us a melee combat. Okay, so, yeah, that's uh, a two. Okay, yep, so he slumps down to the ground, lets go of your ankle, and there is no more life in Brother Brandon's body. Yeah, I'm not going to be fooled that easily. I'll, I'll carry on. <laughs> 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 yeah. How drummer I might have known. Could you uh, describe uh, where they have uh, taken uh, Well, Virgilio? absolutely. This is a perfect moment to talk about Leo or Virgilio. Are you which? Are you which? Do you prefer at the moment? Leo. Leo's Leo. Okay. Oh, Leo was fine. Leo. So they dragged you to the northeast corner of the monastery and down into a uh, a cold cellar, and they've left you in there. All right. So then, yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm alone, then I'm going to uh, uh, get up and examine my surroundings. Okay. It is pitch black in there. Uh, well, I, I do have a cigar on me, so can I assume I have a lighter as well, or is that uh, no, no? I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, maybe I can uh, light uh, the lighter and maybe find something to uh, fashion into a torch. I don't know if that's too much. Okay, you look around in this cellar room and you can see that other bodies have been stored here from time to time. Is there anybody wearing a uh, a monk's uh, robe or habit? Well, all right, yeah, I'll give you that. 
Alright, I'll, I'll throw one over, over my clothes, because I feel like that's going to be... <laughs> so, there's, so there's an old dead monk in there, and you take his, what, cassock or something, whatever it's called. I don't believe they wore anything underneath the cassock, did they? <laughs> so, um... Just freewheeling. That's lovely. So uh, having having done that and donned this clever disguise, can I simply uh, a portal back to where the um, where my companions are? Like, can I instantly portal back to them? You're a gatekeeper, aren't I'm you? I'm a gatekeeper, yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. Okay, then I will uh, simply uh, put on the robe and portal to wherever Super. they so, are. Okay, so that will cost you a guardian power point, and then please roll magic for balance. And magic fails. I rolled a five, so I lose uh, balance. Exactly. Okay. And everyone else, you're st- so if I've got this right, Vermin is drumming Bishop Brandon into a pulp. <laughs> Vince is inspecting the, the doorway for and helping to block it off after Horace's idea to do that to secure the, the place. Vernon, you are kind of commenting on Vermin's actions. Oh, it's like a running commentary of the, <laughs> the paperwork that this is going to infer. Yeah, well, this is going to require. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to certainly incur some paperwork. What happened to him? Suddenly, Leo lurches through this portal wearing his monk's outfit. And I think, given that it's ten to nine or so in the UK, 